TwoQuestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge. For executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to TwoQuestions.tv. I'm Susan Barancini Mo. Joining me today is Charlie Harari. He's a business executive in New York. He's host of the Charlie Harari Show and the Boardroom and the Unlocking Greatness podcast. He's a sought after speaker for subjects ranging from business to spiritual and personal growth. And he's also the author of this book, Unlocking Greatness The Unexpected Journey from the Life You Have to the Life You Want. Hi, Charlie. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me on. Oh my gosh, I've been looking forward to talking to you like you don't even know. <laughs> Thank Honestly, you. This book, I mean, it it's blowing it blew my mind. It's just oh, thank you. It's wonderful. And um there's so much in here that I know we're not gonna get to it today. So I'm already gonna ask you to come back. <laughs> okay. <Done>. Yes. <laughs> oh good. I like to ask on the show because then you can't know. So <laughs> Well, Charlie, let's talk for a minute about creating meaning. Um, I've heard it said before that everything happens around us is neutral. Our minds create the meaning and our sort of history creates the meaning. I think there may be some shared meanings that are socially constructed, being a social scientist. So how do we change the meanings in our minds that, that we create when socially constructed norms are so incredibly powerful? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that's maybe one of the most important questions someone can go through on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're feeling things mostly because of the meaning you're putting to things versus the things in themselves. And on the yeah. book, we speak a lot about the idea of schema, um, the research from Jean Piaget and how when you look out in the world, you're really not seeing the world, right? And the story in the book was when I sat on the couch next to my friend who's the Patriots fan, although nobody showed yeah. up for a Patriots fan. But back then when the Giants, you know, pulled out that incredible victory, the two of us were staring at the exact same thing in life, but we had different meanings to it. We had right. given it different meanings. And so we had diametrically opposed emotional reactions. What happens so many times in life is that, and life is a journey, and that's the fun part of life, is that you get to journey through it, right? It doesn't end. I mean, at some point, the life ends, but the destinations keep on being moved as you hit a goal, the next goal. And as you journey through life, and you put the effort into giving it, trying to make it the life that you want, we put an inordinate amount of effort on trying to fix the world around us, and not enough effort on trying to fix us and how we see the world around us. Right. And at the very least, the just the recognition that what I am seeing and what I am feeling may not be what's happening. It may be how I perceive it through my filter. Just the knowledge that there's a filter there is so critical because that allows us to work on our minds. So for example, some, so many times of my day, I'll go through something so many times and I'll just feel like disempowered. Like, I'll be talking to someone, then I'll be like, or I'll be thinking something, or I'll see an email, and I'll just feel that. You ever get that feeling of like, like it's just like either you're frustrated, or you're anxious, or you're nervous, or you, and then like, I just keep on going. And now what I do is I stop and I like pause. I'm like, why did I just feel that way? Like, where? Did oh, I it's from? so good to know that happens to you. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> <laughs> my day. And I'm like, why did I just feel this empowered? Like, what was I doing? And then I'm like, wait, wait, it was this email. Well, what was it about? Oh, it's because I was nervous or because this person threatens me or because I don't know what's going to happen in the future or because I assume this. Just that analysis starts to enable us to be more empowered 
before anything changes. And that's such a critical amount of work that we don't do enough of. And it's maybe more important than trying to fix the world around us. Well, to that end, though, <laughs> you talk about this really delicate balance between significance and connectedness. And so can you talk a little bit about that? And, and also for our viewers who haven't yet read the book and are maybe waiting for their copy to arrive. So. Oh, <laughs> what does it mean exactly, the, the balance between significance and, and connectedness? And, and how can we create that delicate balance for ourselves? Sure, yeah, exactly. And one of the things we go through in the book is, you know, the, the way the book is structured is sort of three parts. The first part is the mind and understanding just how powerful this is because unless you understand how incredibly powerful one's mind is, it's hard to make change. And I think that's where most people fail. They get through change and they go, I can't do this. I'm not strong enough. <laughs> and then along the way of really well-intentioned change, they'll give up because they don't appreciate that, you know, they're flying an F-16. Like it's not a Honda Accord. Like I'm all the Honda, but like we got like the craziest computer ever in our minds. The second part of the book really is getting into what we want. And when you really think through what it is that we're all after, we were, well, after a certain quality experience of life, we want to feel something. And we can't even put our finger on it, but we know it's there because we felt it. Mm -hmm. So we sort of spend a lot of our lives sort of like walking through life, waiting for that feeling again. And we're like, yeah, yeah that's what I want. And then it doesn't give it to us. And that's what, I, that person makes me feel that way. And then a couple of years later, they stop. And whatever it is going on, we're just looking for that feeling. And so we try to get into the, what that feeling is. And you really can break down that feeling into tapping into the metaphysical, the spiritual, more than oneself. And that breaks down to two things, being truly significant. And what it means to be truly significant is to live your life in service of other. And what I mean that is that many times in life, we're trying to get things. We're trying to accomplish things. And that's okay. However, if the goal is just to make ourselves feel more important, if the goal is selfish, what happens is the, it's, not, it's not lasting. You get that promotion and you look at the, you're in the office going, this is amazing. Two days later, you're like, this doesn't feel amazing anymore. You get that horror, whatever it is that we get. And we all have been there where we get the toy and then we graduate. And, and what frustrates us so much is that even when we're successful, it's one thing if we're not successful, when we're successful, that should feel so much better, so much longer than it actually does. Yeah. And it doesn't. <laughs> And the reason why it doesn't is because it doesn't really satisfy us to our core. Because when we focus internally, it doesn't, that's not what, why we're here. That's not who we are. And so significance, when it's defined as what I am given, gives us the capacity to not only achieve things, but for those things to really feel great. And we all know it. And there's a story in the book. And what's great about this, by the way, is that you don't got to wait to like your mother, Teresa, right? It doesn't have to be like you, you cured cancer. It's an incredible switch that happens momentarily, like in a second. So the story in the book that I have, my buddy Dave, who is this high Wall Street banker who- Poor has, Dave. Like, Poor <laughs> Dave. Like, you know, he only has seven vacation. You know, we feel, everyone feels terrible for Dave. And I'm like, buddy, you're so self-focused. You're missing it. So he's like, you know, and of course, like so many people when they hear things like this, like if it's not like more complicated, like they don't take it seriously, like, well, what do you mean? Of course, that can't be it because it's too simple. 
So he does, does this thing with, if you remember that in the book, we speak about how he comes out of the, the door and he's telling me the story. He comes out of his office and he's mad at his boss for something probably stupid. And then he comes down the steps and he sees a, a woman with a young child trying to get down a subway system steps and he helps her. Yeah. And he is taken by how immediate the feeling is. How it's magical. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's how immediate it happens so quick. When you turn to being a giver, it's like you almost like open this door to yourself that just happens so quickly. And that's sort of piece one. And piece two is the idea to connect. And connecting is also very complex for us because we're all social beings. We, we live through each other. We, we can't live in isolation. And there's a whole bunch of research in the book about people that actually die because they're in isolation. Yeah. But when we connect to people, there's also that little trick. Some people connect and it's all about them. It's like 100% about me. And right. Looking at me and how good do I look? And everybody look at me and we post on like Instagram and like we wait all day for who likes and who my picture. And like so many people live their lives in, in <laughs> pursuit of who and how many can just stare at me. And again, just like the significance, we don't feel anything. And when you turn that to being in a someone in love to give, same thing. So you can live your life and have everything and nothing. And you can live your life and have so little, have so much. And it really depends on your focus and your perspective. And when you combine that with your mind and you can condition that behavior, you can literally get a life where you, it feels natural. To mm -hmm. always have that feeling. And that's the combination of mind and soul. It's really, um, it's, it's really wonderful. <laughs> and, um, and I'm so glad you agreed to come back because there's so much more in this book to unpack. And, and I feel like we barely scratched the surface. Well, I look forward to it. I appreciate the time and I, and I love having these conversations and I'm honored to have it with you. Well, I can tell, I can see like in, in your, in your sort of, affect i can see just how much you love it and i know you love it as much as i am loving your book and, and as much as it's it's really just phenomenal so thank you for writing such an awesome book <laughs> all right so so viewers the book is going on my official recommended book list of the year so make sure you get your copy charlie thank you for being on the show thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it i look forward to seeing you again thanks all right, viewers, again, here's the book. Links to Charlie's website and the book on Amazon will be below in the show notes for today so you can get your copy. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.